James, we have to make an official apology. <laughs> okay. This hasn't been run by me, but okay. To Mazda. <laughs> <laughs> we do, actually. Maya culpa. <laughs> um, kind of a load-bearing joke in our Cars episode was that <laughs> the slogan for Mazda for the better part of, I suppose, a decade was vroom vroom. <laughs> On reflection, uh, on that, close, is, that is too uh, silly. Clo- we're close. We're close. As many people told us, a lot of people told us, the actual slogan of Mazda for that period was Zoom Zoom, <laughs> which is better. It is better. I was thinking that. I was like, which do I prefer? I'm like, if you're a serious organization and you had the option between Vroom Vroom and Zoom Zoom, yeah. I guess Zoom Zoom takes it. It does, yeah. Although, you know. They're at the, the bottom of the barrel stuff. Anyway, anyway we apologise to Mazda fans and um, people who I, guess, who I guess watch TV during the 2000s for getting it so dramatically wrong. Mm. And I hope you're able to enjoy the Cars episode regardless of our um, error. Mm, our blunder. I've got a great idea for how we can make money. Hit me. It's simple. We start a Shopify yep. with a whole bunch of products, but we don't actually keep any of the stock. Okay. When someone purchases, for example, a light that shines kind of the universe on the roof of the bedroom or whatever, yep. the purchase comes into us. We then actually purchase that from AliExpress okay. and just put the person who purchased it address in it and it gets shipped straight to them. Straight from the manufacturer. Boom. Straight to them and we just take that cut of the margin. No warehouse costs. No buying the stock up front. We just buy it when we need it. It's perfect. Don't need a warehouse. Don't need to hold stock. You know what? We could probably put a few fun little lies in the listing as well. Mm. We could say that this weird little light that projects the universe onto the ceiling of your bedroom uh, was designed by Johnny Ive from yeah. Apple Design this this bulb. They're not going to know. No. And it might attract a few people in. Who cares? The alpha is limitless. <laughs> the alpha is absolutely limitless. Drop shipping. Mm. It's a genius business model. It's a genius business model. It is. It was the business model of the 2010s, late 2010s, early 2020s. Yeah. Everyone listening has a friend of a friend, probably someone they went to high school with, who got into a bit of drop shipping. Yep, it may have come under different names. They might have been into like affiliate marketing mm. or Amazon, becoming an Amazon seller, big yeah. euphemism for doing it. Yeah, yeah. Getting into e-commerce. Yeah, e-commerce. I'm, I'm, into I'm big e-commerce. into e-commerce these days. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? You know, you meet someone at a party. You're like, yeah. what, are you what do you do for work? Oh, I'm in e-commerce. Yeah. More broadly, okay, how do you start a business with no money? That's basically it. Start a business with no money that makes you profit. And interestingly, like when you- um. You know, there's a guy a few months ago who was like, I asked ChatGPT to run my life, like to build a business with only $500. Here's what happens. You're going to see in real time what we do together. And basically, ChatGPT was like, do some affiliate marketing. Yep. Set up. And the other. Yeah, totally. What does it mean? What is it? How does it work? Is it a really great idea? How are we all going to get rich together doing this? As we're describing, dropshipping is the idea that you sell products that you don't actually keep the inventory for. So, typically, as a business- shouldn't have to say this, but I will. You buy products, you buy bulk 
Or, or you make them. Or you make them. Yep. Buy multiple different products from multiple different sources, pull it together into one product and sell it. Yep. With your labor value, hopefully extracting a profit. There's a German fella from uh, two centuries ago who had a lot, lot to say about the labor theory of value. Yeah. Um, I'd encourage you to look it up. <laughs> Take this twine. Anyway, um, obviously that's typical. Literally, though, if you sell candles, you buy a 1,000 candles. They sit somewhere and then you sell them one by one. We all know this. Drop shipping, you don't buy a 1,000 candles. When someone buys a candle, you then buy a candle. An order comes in for a candle, you purchase it and on-sell it, taking a margin in between. This was obviously seen as and advertised as a fantastic way to get rich quick. Yeah. For some context, this whole phenomenon started to kick off massively in sort of the second half of the last decade, you know, the back end of the 2010s as a basically an MLM multi-level marketing equivalent. Like, as you said, get rich quick. You can do this from us, no money. But also like a really central way of how um, commerce was done because of a few different things. On the one hand, payment processing became a lot simpler. Mm. You know, it became a lot easier to set up online e-commerce stores, yeah. whether you were doing it through like Shopify or you were doing it through Amazon or you were or doing eBay, it through yeah. eBay or whatever. You could set up your own online store pretty easily. And on the supply chain side of things, it became way easier for anyone to get access to sort of like wholesale or direct output from basically Chinese factories. Yeah. Through services like AliExpress, you could buy literally whatever you wanted directly from a Chinese factory essentially yeah. or a Chinese wholesaler and then sell it however you wanted. If you were like, oh, I really want to set up a business selling um, crock pots, basically like rip off like crusades or whatever. Yeah. Back in the day, you would be like, okay, I've got to work with like a manufacturer mm. to like design them and figure out how they're going to work. Don't have to do that anymore. All you're going to do is go to AliExpress or one of the, another service like that, find a, a crock pot that's already being built mm. by a Chinese manufacturer, and then you just need to figure out a way to market it. Yeah. That was very compelling. And all of a sudden, that became a really central way about how like the internet product sales the internet worked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like there were kind of these gotcha moments for like very expensive direct-to-consumer brands in America who, yeah, sold things like pots and pans or whatever for huge markups and people saying, oh, I can find basically the same one on AliExpress. For the most part, they actually weren't drop shipping. They were like buying 10,000 of these pots and like getting their own brand stamped on the side of them and then selling them for a huge yep. markup, which is I actually think is like, sure, like I'm not going to buy those brands when I find that out. But like that is a legitimate business. But the line difference is like when it's not your brand at all anymore and you're literally just like you're basically like a product that the consumer could buy for cheaper themselves yeah themselves you're getting in the middle of and having it distributed directly to them and i'm sure a lot of listeners would have gotten these ads they're less common nowadays but they're everywhere for a time period that was like literally you know a guy getting onto a private jet or in front of a ferrari being like you want to know how i made fifteen thousand dollars in sales today without lifting my finger inevitably He'd be talking about dropshipping or she, but usually he would be talking about like, I'm going to show you how to be a dropshipper and make all this money. Now, you might be thinking right now, like, well, that sounds brilliant. Like, you guys are talking about a fantastic business model. Why aren't we all fucking doing this? Like, what's the downside? The downsides, well, there are many. Firstly, and we've talked about this ad nauseum, like a fundamental understanding you have to have about business is 
if there is no product differentiation, if you're in a commodified business, if there is no difference between your product and all your competitors' product, and there's a very low barrier to entrance in the market, you cannot make a profit. What I mean by that is, if everyone can do it, you can only compete on price. You have to make your price lower. Yeah, sure, you can try and make your brand in very extreme cases, super slick and compelling and have like brand narrative, blah, 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 blah. But if at the end of the day, the product that you're selling is the same as 15 other products, you just cannot get a margin there. The margin gets whittled down to basically zero, especially if you're in like a Western context where we have higher purchasing power parity and our standard, it's more expensive basically to live in Australia than other places in the world. You're competing on an international market. So for one, there's that. The margins have to be super, super slim because if you're, if you've discovered some crockpot, you think that you can sell for like a 30% margin, you have to understand there are hundreds of other people who have also discovered that same thing. And a lot of those hundreds of other people are willing to take a smaller margin than you are. Yep. One. (laughs) Yes. Two. The number one problem with with the dropshipping business model is returns. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, a customer's like, my thing doesn't work. It's faulty. These like weird fairy lights that I purchased from you. Yeah. Thinking that it was going to bring a sort of TikTok vibe to my bedroom. Yeah. They're busted. They're busted. Also, I asked the ad, it had them as multicolor. These are like a bright white. I want to return them. Okay. What address do you give? You have to what start to your like dodgy place that you've bought it off. That's presumably automated because that's the whole idea. You have like all of these different things. It's all automated. You don't have to lift a finger. You're not actually manually putting the order through. There's like a plug into your Shopify that automatically puts the order in for you from AliExpress. Now you're dealing with a return to someone who the person you're returning it to that you bought it for even cheaper off AliExpress, they're not going to be responsive. You've basically got to eat that cost. And when point A, your margins are basically negligible, one return that you have to eat the full cost of that you purchased just wipes out your profit for weeks, possibly. Yeah. It's not a good business model. No, totally. I think we've kind of come out the other end of this being every fucking YouTube ad Mm. at the top of every YouTube thing was like, here's how you can make money from home easily. There was a period where that was all over Instagram, all over YouTube, whatever, Mm. was ads for like dropshipping and affiliate marketing. So just the other side of it, and dropshipping is not quite the same thing, but affiliate marketing was the other thing that was pushed really hard. Yeah. And Number affi- two, the second way to make money if you don't want to buy any products or invest any money. Is affiliate marketing. Let's so, go. Which is the idea that a lot of companies have these affiliate programs, whereas the idea is that if you can, if someone clicks on a link that you provide to a shop front to buy their product and they go through and they complete that transaction and buy it because you sent them there, you get a cut. Yeah. And it's, it normally it varies as to how much you get depending on what provider or program, whatever you're going through, but it's normally pretty small. Yeah, Amazon are the kings of this. It was probably one of the huge kind of growth engines of Amazon, to be perfectly frank. Well, well yeah, it was totally. It was like if you go to a major publication, they they put together even something like the Wirecutter, yeah. which is like the best recommendations platform online telling you product recommendations. If you click a link in a Wirecutter article, they are getting a cut from that, mm. that post. And a lot of uh, major media brands, one of their – big revenue drivers now is that they're getting a a cut of every product they link to. And you can obviously sit there and wonder about what effect this has on product reviews and recommendations and because they're incentivized to go for the one that gives them the most cut instead of what is necessarily the best product. The wire cutter, I'm not accusing of that because it is actually quite good. 
but some other ones are a little bit less scrupulous. Well, and also, obviously, the more clicks they're getting back to Amazon or wherever it is that the marketing is is pointing them, obviously, the more money they make, which also incentivizes that they need to be doing these ranking lists for as many. It's a volume play there, right? Like yep. the the more lists you have in the more categories that you have, the more clicks you're getting back to people who purchase based on your recommendation, the more money you're making, which also ties back to like why the Google search algorithm is completely fucked. Totally. A lot of major publishers and media brands are doing this to greater success. So are some individual creators, but there was definitely a time where a lot of YouTube apps being like, you can make a fuckload of money with drop shipping, or you can make a fuckload of money doing affiliate marketing. All you got to do is whip up a blog. Yeah. This is the thing that when you said, ChatGPT, I need to make a lot of money right now. This is one of the things that recommended, yeah. right? This idea that you could like set up a website that's like uh, bestairconditioning.com mm. And then if you just make a bunch of posts which, like, recommend various air conditioners, really improve the SEO to the limit and make sure that it's, you know, ranking well on Google, then people searching for air conditioners are going to land on your shitty website. Mm. Click on links that you've posted and, hey, presto, you're all of a sudden making an absolute slaying. And, of course, again, if the barrier to entry is making a blog, posting some blog posts, posting a bunch of top ten best air conditioner to buy below $1,000, best air conditioner to buy below $2,000, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, then obviously everyone is going to do it. Especially as you can nowadays, especially like more algorithmically produce the content, you don't need to actually review the frigging things yourself. You just take their press release and kind of reword it. And we've all seen this, right? You Google something, what's the best smart doorbell? So many of the results you're going to get are just like, it's not a review. It's not someone, you can tell pretty obviously, like, it's not someone who's actually used the product. There's a plethora of websites with, like, names that you kind of, well, that sounds kind of trustworthy, lifestyle.nz. Yeah, smart home essentials. <laughs> <Yeah>. Roo. Thank you. <laughs> Point being, the front page of Google is just, like, polluted with this stuff. Completely jam-packed with this stuff of these people who are taking this slim margin. The goal of search engine optimization used to be, Let's get our website ranked as high as possible on Google so people will click through, read our content, see our ads, right? That used to be the game. As much as possible, that's what you wanted. At some point, it did transition to we need people to get to our link, click through, so that they can then buy stuff from the links that we're listing. That yeah. that became the big play for whatever reason. It's not even really advertising your own product. It's about like just raising your own pages authority in Google ranking so that you can link to other products. Link to other, like link to an Amazon page to buy whatever. Mm. And this is one of the reasons that, yeah, as you say, Google pages are absolutely fucked now because mm. it's so full of like these SEO things which are, if not intended to absorb as many impressions for ads as possible because also a lot of these pages are absolutely stuffed with ads as yeah. well but also to, to like, suck up that affiliate marketing money. And, you know, probably a lot of these links are going through to, like, drop-shipped shit anyway. Yeah, so, exactly. So it's, it's, an awful, it's an awful system all the way down. And now that generative AI is the the big game, I can imagine that at least for a while this stuff's only going to get much worse because, you know, generating acres and acres of nonsense mm. from chat GPT or GPT-4 or whatever to then affiliatize it and turn it into something that can... That can work. So you drop shipping, it's basically done. You can't do it. You can't make any money out of it. It's commodified. Yeah. If you're still seeing YouTube ads that are telling you to get into drop shipping, it's completely like industrialized now. There are like Chinese content farms 
and like shop fronts and shit that are doing it way better than you are. Exactly. Once it becomes super competitive, then it's like, okay, within this world of tiny margins, what's my own personal competitive advantage? And as you say, if, if these operations have become fully industrialized and they have 350 different shop fronts on various verticals, all integrated, they've got the marketing machine down pat, the SEO is down pat, they understand page authority, their email marketing, you're not going to make any money against that kind of thing. Affiliate marketing, the same thing. How are you going to rank on the front page of the air conditioning thing when there's 450 other people? And by people, I mean possibly like conglomerates that, again, aren't just doing an air conditioning. They're doing it in hair dryers and hand towels and anything you name. How are you going to compete against them? You obviously can't. That's out. So the place to go, especially when you still see these guys saying, you know, I made $15,000 today off without even lifting a finger. What are they doing? You go to coaching. Those that can't do, teach. That's true. I've always found that a kind of despicable saying, so I'm actually disgusted at myself for saying that aloud. But in this case, it's true, right? People who are actually making money off dropshipping or making money off affiliate marketing- Are not doing like YouTube videos telling you how to do it because they're just doing it. Yeah, exactly. And if they're in the industry and making money and you see them, they're making money off their coaching. Like Andrew Tate, who, as we discussed on like one of the very early episodes- Hustlers University is all about like how to affiliate market and dropship. Was Andrew Tate doing drop shipping? Like, you know, obviously like, not. <laughs> he was he was running a sex trafficking ring. <laughs> Much more profitable. Much more profitable. He didn't mention that in, in Hustlers University. <laughs> I, th- I think it was the subtext was there. <laughs> but you know, the people who are teaching this aren't actually doing it themselves because it's way more lucrative to record kind of fifteen videos about how to do it and then charge people you know, 150 bucks a month or whatever to like view to your learn. course, which more broadly has created that kind of whole online coaching phenomenon. Yeah. The expert, the online expert. Yeah. You know, and there's like different levels of this. Like, for example, you know, you see ads all the time for masterclass. Mm. This is not quite the same thing, but it's like the luxe version of this. Mm. Masterclass, you know, you've definitely seen Facebook and Instagram ads for it. It's the one where it's like, we've got Martin Scorsese to teach you directing. Yeah. And we've got Gordon Ramsay teaching you how to cook and mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer telling you how to score cinema. And they're, they're entertaining videos. They're really well Well, that's produced. it. It's entertainment, it's right? Very, it's, it's entertainment. You're obviously not going to learn how to direct films like Martin Scorsese from watching his thing. But also, you know, you get to learn some insights about his sort of stuff. But they really nailed and surfed that wave of like, coaching and instruction that hit the internet and did it in an entertainment way. But on the lower end, yes, you have the Andrew Tates of the world selling you Hustlers University. You've got a guy that's like, you want to learn how to make money drop shipping? Well, you can. But the only way to, to learn how to do that is to follow my fucking 15-step course, mm. which is also affiliatized to hell yeah. and promoted through all these blogs. It's just like fucking awful sick system, basically. Yeah. But then, you know, there are products like Skillist, for example. I'm sure you can learn. I'm not like... Anyone who's ever taught anything is not scamming or hustling, but there's an interesting thing. No, they are. <laughs> yeah, drop out Pu- of school. Public kids. schooling? No, thanks. You listen to the down round. <laughs> With software and like the beauty of the internet, and I, I guess the beauty of the, these business models we're talking about is like the marginal cost is very low, is the idea in that you set it up for every single purchase that occurs, you don't have this massive cost. And and that's the beauty of software. The idea, whole idea with software, right? Like is you invest a bunch of money up front and then you have this product that once people are using it, the marginal cost, i.e. 
for every extra customer that you get, how much is it costing the business? If the marginal cost is very little, like software, like because it's data, every user that signs up, it shouldn't cost you very much extra money as opposed to, for example, cat food for every extra user, you have to send them cat food. There's a marginal cost there. You have to send them the the cost of goods sold, the goods. Online courses, they have that limited marginal cost. You spend the money on creating the, the videos or whatever. And as long as you're not like actually engaging with your students, which in a lot of cases you aren't, there's zero marginal cost. So it has those same kind of, those unit economic traits that software does, which again, though, low barrier to entry has led to this complete plethora of courses. You're just constantly being advertised courses. Yeah, yeah, totally. The one that I get is the no-code MBA at the moment. Like I get I get heaps and heaps of education content because it makes sense. Like I get lots of MBA stuff, blah, blah, blah. And you love to learn. I, I do. They're actually well-targeted. You know, I'm someone who's a lifelong learner. But, you know, executive MBA courses and all these things that are like 100K, high margin, I get why they're just pumping the advertising out there. But then obviously in the algorithms or whatever, I also get these People, you, have you noticed that the word MBA is just being kind of included in heaps of things now? Yeah, totally. One week MBA, you know, yeah. the two week MBA, the no code MBA is what I'm getting at the moment. Yeah. Which, which is obviously just some online course. I've never even clicked on the friggin' ad yeah. that teaches me what, how to like use Zapier. Yeah. Well, <laughs> totally. Well, I think it comes down because like one of the big things online is that there are a shitload of often very good courses where you can learn to code it's one of the like best things you can teach online because if you've got like a relatively good online exercise type thing you could be like here's how you learn python and you can do little exercises for sure in your browser you know code academy these are like really really popular online courses and they're really well put together but i think because of that a lot of these business courses and weird online selling stuff does sort of involve the language around like coding programming not no code, that sort yeah. of shit. But yeah, no, the, the internet's absolutely polluted with this stuff now. I, I, I get the same heaps of inst- promotions for like instructional courses I can sign up to to learn how to do whatever. There we go. If you want to get rid, I think we're coming, I think it is sunsetting though. Like it's been like this for a while. So if you want to get into like the coaching and instruction thing, you better do it quick. You better do it I quick. I think the, the alpha is fading. I literally, this was a few months ago, I was like trying to work out how to use like Swift UI and like the Apple's kind of, Whatever, who cares? I never did, by the way. But I was like, okay, maybe it's time for me to take a course. And I went to one of those, the big teaching marketplace and, you know, some course that had 15,000 upvotes or whatever, like Love Hearts and very popular. And you can do a preview. So I was like, all right, yeah, like we'll do a preview. It's literally like a robot voice. Uh-huh. Like it wasn't even a person. It was like a robot voice going through like, Welcome to Swift UI. <laughs> like, and I'm not sitting, I'm not paying for this for one, but I cannot sit through 16 hours of, you know, like yeah, Siri, Siri AI, talking to me. Yeah, AI generated voice. When you can go to YouTube and see a friendly old Indian man teaching <laughs> you any programming concept you would ever want to do for totally for free. Exactly. But yeah, the coaching is the other avenue. Unfortunately, it looks like mm, that's tough as well, unless you're like, very charismatic and have a very niche idea. Like I don't know what would what could we coach? How to how to find a wife? <laughs> we, could, we could we could bring back like the pickup artist stuff. Yeah, swag. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But that is funny. Swag how- Academy. <laughs> swag Academy. <laughs> swag University. Yep. That sounds cool. It is funny though how like as you say like the pickup artist and also the kind of affiliate marketing slash 
hustler entrepreneurial thing is all seemingly interlinked. It's incredibly interlinked. Again, Andrew Tate was a big part of it. He was like, I will teach you how to do sparkling copywriting mm. and I'll also teach you how to meet women. Yeah, it's like and a- like a, a daily workout routine and also like the vitamins to eat. Yeah, because fi- obviously the fitness thing is massive. Yeah, The fitness thing right now, like you pay some like juiced up, roided Instagram bodybuilder guy and he will teach you like his routine. He'll send you PDFs of like all the instructions where you can watch a video. The fitness stuff is absolutely massive. Yeah. And I know there are people that like, as I said, Instagram fitness people who make a good amount of money from that. It's a perfect flywheel. You post the photos of yourself looking absolutely shredded. Yeah. And the link in bio is to these fucking PDFs you can pay 20 bucks for to like get his routine. Yeah. Not his like juicing schedule. No, not his cycle. Not not the cycle, but (laughs) can't get everything. Um, But yes, to your point with that stuff. In fact, I think the pickup artist guys- they were early. They were early. They yeah. helped like design this universe where yeah. it's like pay for my course fully online where I can teach you how to like approach women in clubs or whatever. Mm. I said back then they were pioneers and I've been vindicated. <laughs> <laughs> These guys knew what was going on. But no, the next scam mm. <laughs> that's cresting over the horizon that people are like getting into which combines a lot of these things, mainly the affiliate marketing and whatever, courses stuff, is AI. Yeah. And we had someone that asked a question actually in one of our call-outs. One of our readers said in one of our Substack threads the other day for paid subscribers, so if you're not a paid subscriber, you can read this stuff firsthand. They commented, lots of Twitter threads about people in tears because GPT has made 80% of their team redundant. Are these real? Um, oh, definitely, definitely. No, they're real, yes. Um, no, there's a whole, anyone who's, especially if you're on Twitter and to a lesser extent Instagram, but Twitter is like the main arena for this. There are so many threads and posts from people that are like, ChatGPT is about to take your fucking job. Mm. I, fact, I bet I bet on TikTok it is as well, but, oh, no, you know, the algorithm is just- No, actually, t- TikTok has a lot of AI content as well, at least by which I mean people talking about AI. And, you know, that, yeah, exactly. The positioning is like, in fact, your job is already gone. Yeah. And the only thing between you and the breadline, your boss hasn't figured it out yet. Any minute now, <laughs> yeah. your boss will read an article and you're fired the next day. Exactly. So they're doing all this in- instructional stuff, which is kind of like a mixture of all these weird business models together. Mm. They do like courses, like here's how you use AI. Here's how you can like use ChatGPT to maximize your value. And it is kind of perfect, right? Because like, I heard this the other day, my sister-in-law was like, oh yeah, my brother's doing a course on how to, on AI. And I was like, oh, interesting. Like, is he, is he doing some computer science or a bit of Python? Like what's like, what's going on here? Like, and it's like, oh no, like learning how to do the prompts. He's doing this, <laughs> this prompt course. And it's like, oh, okay. So God knows who he's paying someone, <laughs> but I get it though. Cause it's like, especially normal, normie world. They've heard of AI. They've heard of chat GPT. They've heard, yeah, Seen some TikTok that like this is going to take all your jobs, and you say I better learn how to use this thing. So you take some course on how to prompt ChatGPT, yeah, yeah, how, how to talk to Mid Journey to make the perfect picture or whatever. <laughs> and you're right, it is perfect. They actually tried this with Web three and crypto. Mm. There was a phase where there were guys, and it's the same guys because yeah. they're doing the same thing now. Where they were like, here's how you can learn how to like build communities and like create a valuable token and mint. NFTs, and this is how you're going to be, be rich. They built this whole ecosystem of like affiliate marketing and training and whatever around it. Didn't take off. Because, no. for you know, unless you were like a really sweaty and desperate, 
It didn't cross the precipice. No. It was too sweaty. No, totally. But AI is definitely crossing that precipice. And now you've got- As it should be because it's it's legit. <laughs> it's legit. It's But, you know, there was a report in the information about this, like, new world of, like, prompt engineers or people who can talk to AI mm. well. AI whisperers. The AI whisperers, yeah. Who, who, you know. <laughs> because natural language is apparently too hard. Yeah, exactly. Who can design the perfect prompts to get exactly what you want. Mm. Complete scam, by the way. And to the extent that it's actually useful to know how to talk to GPT, it's a temporary thing. It's until they, as a company, can work out how to make it better. Yeah, but yeah. now you've got all these platforms popping up again, e-commerce, whipping up shopfront, promptbase.com is a prompt marketplace where you can go on and you can buy packages of prompts that you can then plug straight into GPT. Or As in you can copy-paste. You, you can copy-paste it. And it's for and like you can do it into GPT, mid-journey. I'll just squeeze at the, the ones for uh, GPT. And they're all... God, this, I'm just reading it right now. The top ones, the, like the hottest GPT prompts right now, the killer SEO article writer. The top lawyer litigation legal advice. Social stardom, growing your audience. These are all packages of things that you can ask GPT. You can ask, so I can ask GPT the perfect prompt to how to ask GPT to tell me how to grow my social audience. Correct. And it's all, and these, these cost like three bucks. So you pay I three bucks. For, you pay three bucks for what is basically a text document with some prompts that you can then plug into whatever. Again, the scam keeps rolling, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the aim of the story. By the time you hear this and this goes into years, there's probably some new get rich quick MLM style thing for you to jump on. Mm. So um, do it. We've given you the tools to become rich. It's not like this other bullshit. If you really want to become rich, you've got to check out the video in the description of this. Make sure you use that link in particular. You've got to click that link. Don't Google it. No. Click that link. So that's why we're not going to actually mention it now. But the reason I just bought, I upgraded my Skoda with the. Um, you know, the luxury tech pack and the panoramic roof was because, <laughs> you know, I make a fair bit of coin doing this one technique yep. that yep. you'll find in the description. And actually, you know, here's a tip. We'll give you one last one before we depart. You want to get rich quick? This is something, it's in one of our courses, but, you know, before you subscribe, take a gun to a shop <laughs> and ask them for what's in the till. Yeah. And with that money, buy the most pure cocaine you can find. Yep. Add a bit of creatine. Yep. Double cut it, it with a little bit of creatine. Yeah. And then sell it in smaller quantities. Yep. Yep. And maybe you can find people who can help you do that, a network. <laughs> start getting someone else to do that for you, buy more quantities with the profit. Yep. And people start to talk back to you, be a little bit smart about your network. You can pay some other guys to make sure that they shut up, potentially forever. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> Search Downround Substack on Google. It's probably what you're going to do, let's be honest. Or Downround.net if you like to type things out. Yep, or Downround.substack.com if you're the type who likes, I don't know, aligning with Substack's brand incentives. Or, like, if you're in your podcast app, presumably in the description we will have added a link. It's right there for you. It's literally right there for you. Sign up, two episodes a week, and it's all the hard stuff when it comes into, like, the premium episode, it's the hard stuff. Oh, it's really inside baseball stuff. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Don't you worry.